your name correctly for me. Jakub Titikalo. Do you know where that comes from? Is that 100% Czech? No, its uh, origin is uh, Eastern and it's from Ukraine, I think, where my grandfather uh, comes from when he was like six years ago because there was a famine and uh, the war starting or something. And I think it was about uh, 1920 or something that he went out. Mm-hmm. and uh, with his parents and then they came back again to some village where there are um, more typical named persons and uh, then he went also back uh, uh, to Slovakia and mm-hmm. then uh, he met my grandmother and so so my grandfather born, was born <laughs> so All it's right. its origin is like this but uh, everybody uh, I ask uh, and they they some some of the people they uh they're telling me that it's not it doesn't sound ukraine and or it sounds uh, even some more exotic or something i don't know <laughs> interesting okay like i've done my family heritage and we come from uh stuttgart germany actually mm-hmm. even though i'm oh, okay. i was born in america but my family comes from stuttgart and somewhere else in germany dusseldorf mm-hmm. no that's not mm-hmm. right that's not right Stuttgart and somewhere else, yeah, yeah, but we're yeah. German, like seven eighths German. Oh, okay, so okay. all of our family names. My my mother's maiden name is Stahl, mm-hmm, which is extremely mm-hmm, German. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and where do you, where were you raised? I was raised in a small city named Bratislav, and it's uh, it's the city between uh, three of the gems. I think I would say from the uh, southern Moravia, which is Lednice, Mikulov, Valtice. And uh, these villages are very no- well known for their uh, winery and uh, wine cellars, uh, and uh, and it looks uh, almost uh, like a, like a Tuscany in Italy. It looks uh, it looks similar yeah, to some people. This area. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's just the landscape where I was raised. Let's say in the city. And I'm always fascinated about. Uh, how people become artists, so the path, uh, the 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 nature versus nurture mm-hmm, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, were you destined to be one because it was in your soul, or was your what your parents did, or your family did, or some outside influence did that somehow sort of mm. lead you to the path? So, like, what did your parents do for livings? What was your sort of uh, upbringing, your education, and that sort of stuff? Yeah, well, my mother, she's a translator, and my my father is. Uh, um, clerk he, she, he was actually he's now retired but he was a clerk uh, at uh, municipal uh, government and uh, I think my mother uh, was believing in my uh, intuition or uh, about what what I would do more than my father but uh, I think uh, I think all the way uh, they they uh, they were they had a hard hard times with me I think at the high school as well but uh, but finally, I think uh, it was uh, one of the goals for me to make them proud and make them believe uh, that it's possible that their son will be a visual artist or something. And and it finally happened. So 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 my father, he was uh, he was later uh, with this uh, believing in in his son <laughs> about this. Very common. But but, uh, but but finally he he finds out that it's possible for me. And so you had very supportive. 
mother yeah, at first yeah, yeah. and then yeah, later yeah. a supportive father yeah yeah but yeah. but where so where did it start you just picked it up did you have like some teachers some classes or did mm. you where is it just natural like you just started creating things around the house yeah yeah uh, i think it was uh, i was about to make uh, some fantasy illustrations first uh, it was my goal to, to become a fantasy illustrator because i had uh, you know like uh, role models for this uh, sure i played dungeons and dragons yeah, yeah, i, mean, I yeah, know exactly so, what yeah, you're that's my about. background as well uh, a bit but so so yeah that was my f- first idea to become a fantasy illustrator and science fiction mm-hmm. illustrator and uh, i was drawing robots and, and this stuff and and so uh, so so uh, I ended up uh, after a few years. I, I was uh, studying as well for the first year uh, at the high school. I was studying uh, uh, car repairment and uh, say like that again? car repair. Like car repair, repair okay. I don't know. Yeah, auto repair, English. car repair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so that was just one year, and uh, after after that, I was studying at uh, Ihlava, which is uh, 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 like a graphic school and. Uh, at that time, I, I didn't know what uh, what field of a visual um, art I, I would pick, or I wasn't sure about it. I, I was also thinking about that illustrations. So yeah, that was uh, that was a time I I didn't know about uh, what I will uh, ended up doing because it was I was studying graphic design there, but it wasn't really for me. I I I was feeling at that that time that it's not uh, really the uh business i would go you know yeah graphics design uh, these days is very very mm, commercial based mm, it, mm. um I, it's very difficult to be like a pure creative graphic designer because mm, mm. you're always answering to a, a brief or a client or something like this mm, so you mm. it's not like you just get to sit at home and design pretty things you actually have to design things that people pay you to design yeah, and that's yeah. a that's a very different world yeah. than, the, than the fine I tried, arts in, in fact i tried to uh, do some uh, some commissions but it was really hard with the customer it's always like you know it was uh, uh, really uh, it was really hard for me to negotiate with the customer and so, oh, they so have horrible yeah. unrealistic expectations yeah, sure. and they have no idea how many hours that you put into simply even thinking about the design, mm-hmm. much less the actual designing of it. Mm. All they see is the end product, and they're like, what, that that didn't take you more than like 10 minutes to make? Mm-hmm. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, but I had to think for three days and get inspiration, and I mean... It's and so, so demotivating when the, some uh, some customer picks the uh, you know the proposal that that's very uh, one of the horrible ones yeah, you yeah, made yeah. and so you always you always pitch three you pitch a horrible one uh, a, a, a one that fits exactly what they want mm-hmm. and then the one that you yeah. really love and they always they never pick the one you yeah love. yeah sure sure yeah and that's that was so demotivating so uh, I I was thinking. Uh, instantly about some other some other you know stuff but that was the time after school by the way that, that uh, I, I made these commissions i was also trying to figure out how to make some profit and and so on so that was the hard times i, I think that was a, I, I know i'm jump, jumping from for the different the different uh, i was periods, starting to wonder how old you are actually from all these stories yeah, yeah. That I'm hearing. How old, <laughs> so by the way how old are you i'm 34 now Four, okay. yeah, yeah, still young yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you still you still can apply for young artist grants at thirty four. Yeah, thank your, you. For it's, that. it's your it's your last year though, because thirty okay. thirty five is the cutoff for young yeah, yeah, artist yeah. grants. I was thinking about it this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was my opinion as well. 
Yeah, so yeah, that was that was the after school. It was the hardest period, I think, for me. And uh, it was I was trying different jobs as well, and uh, I work in agriculture for for some time, some time, some months. But somehow it happens that uh, that I appear here at Pram, and uh, and so uh, I made some exhibition here, and then okay, wait, how long is this gap time? So from graduating from school to getting to Pram Studios, how much, how many, how many months or years? Yeah, it was. Two years, I think. Yeah. Two years. Okay, yeah. that's pretty mm-hmm. fast, mm-hmm. actually, in the grand scheme of the art world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's uh, the promise. I think promise special for from this because it's uh, it's uh, it doesn't uh, it's not a commercial. Uh, we don't pay, for example, the commercial rent, so we can you know it's it's more accessible for artists. But in this, but uh, it's not very open for for another people because we uh, we are staying here for a long time you know so so only sometimes somebody went out of pram and somebody new comes and that happens to me actually that happened to me before those three years i think uh, and uh, so i came up here and uh, i i was able to make exhibition and some guy from an auction house came at that time and he uh, he picks one painting for an auction and then uh, it starts to me making enough uh, money for for living and you know wait, to have it, a reserve. Wait, it, it just happened that easily for you. You wait. Let me get this clear. Let me try and explain what I just heard. You came to prom. You got a studio at prom. You had one exhibition. An auctioneer found your work, put your work in an auction. It sold, and now you make a living. Yeah, it it sort of starts uh, the evolution of these um, like accidents, you can say. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was uh, for me. It was really like this. It, it has changed um, quite a lot because before that, yeah, to make example, before that uh, I saw some paintings, yes, but it was uh, just from time to time and. It wasn't. It was. It was. It was far from regular, and uh, you know, like that. That was the uh, the breaking point where where uh, it really changed uh, quite a lot, and uh, and after that, after this auction guy, uh, also some quite large collectors came, and uh, they also bought a few pieces for quite a good sum, and it's it's. Then it was possible for me to uh, to live from that reserve, from that uh, you know money. And so at, at this point now, because this is how, how many years ago? How many years have you been at prom? Uh, it's three and a half years. Okay, yeah, so for three. So, so at this point, yeah. you're solely and only making art. You have no other jobs, no yeah, other side yeah, jobs, no other part-time yeah. job. Yeah, for I am horribly jealous. I just want to just sort of throw that out at you. Just it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's now three years. Yeah, I'm I'm just painting, and it's somehow it's just I don't know. It's working, you know. When I I, I believe in uh you know in the higher uh higher. like not in the God, but uh, it's yeah, in, the, in the universe, in the universe, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, which you know somehow helps me in hard time to to somehow make uh, make living and and it was it was quite good yeah from the beginning so I, it has it has some gaps you know with this this earnings uh, but uh, but somehow i figured out how to how to live with the money i actually have at the at the point and and then okay you know. so well that leads to sort of a question of like 
First of all, are you married, kids, animals? No, no, anything? no. So, no, so you're just by yeah, yourself. Yeah, 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 so yeah, you're yeah. so to a certain extent, your cost of living is very, very low. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So you don't yeah. have anybody else relying on your income. Yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah. That, so that would be a different story, I think. <laughs> that well, because I'm married and I have yeah. cats and things like this, and so like there are uh, external pressures on me mm-hmm. to sort mm-hmm. of uh, yeah, sure, do sure. these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That in I some ways imagine. I'm very envious of you to not have these pressures. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, but it, it is. It's it's uh, good and bad. I think. Uh, uh, you know. I I all also plan to have family at one at some time, but uh, yeah. Now I now I enjoying I'm enjoying the freedom of uh, being alone and and have this uh, also when when there uh, some opportunity to travel comes or and to have some residency, then I can go and uh, you know I don't have to for, uh, for some others' needs and and so on. So sure, that's good. Yeah. So, so this, so your cost of living is reasonably so. So this, 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 I can live from by my art. I'm doing air quotes on that. Like I live from my art. That's not a high level. Let's say like you're not saving a ton of money and have like mm-hmm. you're getting ready to buy a house and car. Yeah. And all that. But but you're basically covering all your costs. You're mm-hmm. not concerned about money, and mm-hmm. you're 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 happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's sometimes, yeah, it's sometimes the standards is, is uh, going a bit up and down, so so you don't eat out uh, that much and so on. But uh, yeah, I can. I was first year, first two years, I didn't, uh, I didn't go anywhere. Almost uh, some vacancy, let's say, or something. Uh, but the third year, I uh, was in Mexico, for example. So. Very nice. It's, Where in Mexico? Yeah, uh, uh, at Yucatan. Oh, I at love Yucatan. the Yucatan. Yeah, yeah what, Yucatan. More specifically, where in the Yucatan? Uh, I was at Tulum, and I also. Love Tulum. Uh, and have you been to? Uh, there is a uh, Yalku Lagoon. If you know, that, that was uh, know. one of the. For example, that was the one of the beat- most beautiful places I've uh, it's gorgeous ever been. Yeah. yeah. No, I stayed in Playa del Carmen. Mm-hmm, and visited mm-hmm. there twice, so we did all the Coba to Tulum sort yeah, of stuff yeah. all up and down the coast. Yeah, we were at the pyramids, for example, as well. At uh, I don't recall the name, but it's uh, yeah, it does. There are a lot of sites, a lot of pyramid sites. But, oh, and the, yeah. and the sinkholes as well, the the, the mm-hmm, caves, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 all flooded yeah. caves. Are yeah, just the cenotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's been decades since I've been there, but mm-hmm. it was lovely. Yeah, it was one of the most beautiful places I've traveled so far. So. I will. I plan to go there for sure once again, at least once. Belize so. is also beautiful, but mm-hmm. just for, a little there. further down from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. Mexico. It's gorgeous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that they uh, uncovered some uh, some city uh, actually. Uh, at, uh, I don't know, like one and a half year ago, hmm. they founded this, this largest Mayan city in the between Guatemala and uh, and Yucatan. They found in the, there is a large uh, forest, and they they uncovered. They are trying to uh, uncover this city. It'll take so decades. Think, to yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, I, but I plan to go there once it once it once it's uncovered. So sure, mm. yeah, it's beautiful. That that mm. entire sort of turquoise coast all up and down mm-hmm. there is absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. Mm-hmm. Very relaxing. Very inspiring even mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. The, the museums uh, they have uh, with the mayan uh, sculptures and so on it, it's, it's really really be- beautiful i don't remember the yeah. museums i mm-hmm. remember the beach i remember it was there, uh, mm-hmm. it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we were on the on this island uh, near to cancun uh, it was uh, isla mujeres 
it's like uh, that there was like it was like really small island and but it was like a paradise you know mm. <laughs> so why did you come back to prague yeah i i wanted to stay but <laughs> you know. well actually well but leads back to the question so why are you now in prague so what what's uh you went to school when you went to school where were you a school in Prague. I was at yeah at Avu. Uh, at Avu, okay. At, at Prague, uh, Prague, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then do me a favor because uh, I'm not fully knowledgeable, and I'm sure the people listening don't know much about this, if anything. Prom, wh- uh, what is Prom Studios? Oh well, it's uh, like a group of people. I don't know what's uh, what's the exact uh, name, but we are uh, officially a group, and with the members and with the gre- meetings and so on. And we are having a gallery here as well, and uh, it's just it's just a really really um, like a loose uh, group of people, you know. With uh, we don't have a, uh, some some program or something. We're we're just working. Uh, Everybody is working on his own stuff, and we are making uh, collective exhibitions as well. And so the primary function of the prom is, is the working workspace for uh, artists. We have uh, six studios uh, with 11 artists. We have also residencies. And yeah, that's that's our program to like the, run the gallery first and just work here. Yeah, and, and how is this place funded? Is this privately funded or publicly funded? Uh, we fund it from uh, some commissions we have here. Uh, we rent the space for, for different actions from for some companies, for shooting of uh, commercials and so on. Oh, okay. So for so TV and movie yeah, shoots. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's why, how we fund the, the uh, heating and electricity and, and some necess- necessary things that you know, we have to do here. Interesting. Uh, How was it founded? Like who who created it? Yeah, well, it it has a it has a history because uh, it was uh, before it was Trafo uh, Trafo Studio, and so it it was connected with the Trafačka uh, uh, Trafačka Cultural Centers before, and and after that it became becomes this Pram Studio and with less known artists, but uh, it's. It has, I don't know about the development uh, for sure, but there are a lot of people from a sculpting studio came here and uh, they know me as well. They knew me, so so they invited me because one of the sculptures was moving to London at the time because she got pregnant. So uh, so I came here and uh, I'm working here and yeah. So there are these basically these core group of people that are the... Group of, group of core artists that, that sort of uh, stay here and, and run the place. And then there are the residencies that come in and out. And, uh, and then you all run the gallery. And, and that's pretty much it. So it's, yeah. it's very self-sufficient. It, very, it just sort of does its own thing. You don't, uh, you're not beholden to some sponsors or government mandates yeah, no, or anything no. like this. So this is very mm-hmm. independent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, we tried to for some grants, but we, I think... We didn't get any from the municipality, so we are just self-funded. Yeah, we can say that because might be better for you. Yeah, yeah, I think it would it would be also good if somebody would fund our uh, residential program because we we would be able to to uh, give artists some some uh, uh, money, you know, to realize their project here. 
sure. in galleries. So that would be, I think that would be good. And uh, I hope in the future we, we will get to this situation. We can be, uh, uh, you know, we can give them money as well. Not only the, the space and uh, exhibition, you know, which uh, we, ha- we are funding from our money. Mm. But uh, yeah, I think that would be good if it develops this this way that we can probably also cooperate with some some similar uh, spaces or some similar organizations in 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 abroad you know and mm-hmm. yep some exchange yeah. programs mm-hmm. yeah. yeah something like that i think it's the it's the the art develops this this way with uh, connecting people with instagram as well you know you can see everybody how is working what's the, how the work is developing and so i think it's it helps also with this uh, connection with with some other let's say like a group of artists mm-hmm. and, and they can ch- exchange also experience and, and everything. That leads me to a fabulous question that I like asking everybody, social media. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. much do mm-hmm. you use it? How effective is it? Is it worth your time? Like, do you stress over it? Do you lose sleep over what the right hashtags are? Uh, yeah, well, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I started to thinking about it like, uh, Three years ago, I, I get my Instagram, and uh, yeah, I can say that uh, it develops to the point that it's more and more important. But it's still, still, you know, the physical or the when you have a physical contact with somebody and you, you know you, you are talking with somebody in person, then it's then it's uh, better. I think it's still it's still uh, and it wouldn't be you know ever uh, out of date, but. Uh, yeah, it's it helps uh, to have some presentation on this, for example, on Instagram, because uh, uh, a lot of people can see that uh, they would never come to gallery or they don't have time for coming to gallery, for example. Or they live in a different yeah. country completely. Yeah, sure, sure, exactly. So that's that's how uh, you can reach them, and not only by by making an exhibition and or waiting for somebody to offer you an exhibition. You know, and so on. So, so that's that's opportunity. I think uh, the social media are opportunity. So, ha- has social media get, had any direct outcomes for you? So, like, can you point a A, B, C, like a direct line of I posted this thing on social media and it gave me this opportunity or this sale or this whatever? Have if you had that experience? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, Tell you me know, about it. Like uh, when when I uh, publish some artwork uh, on the Instagram, there are some sometimes uh, uh, yeah sometimes last some uh, not uncertain amount of time, uh, but but people ask me about uh, the exact artwork which is on Instagram, for example, if it's available or something, and then yes, this sale will come, you know. So After you've that. had actual sales, like literally you posted an image of so- on social media and somebody has basically seen it and bought that piece. Well, yeah, yeah, Very nice. <laughs> it happened. So, uh, and not only once. So, uh, so yeah, that, that's, that's for me, for me, it's important, you know, like, uh, uh, presentation for me. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah. You're in a very enviable position. There, uh, maybe. <laughs> so beyond that, do you uh, do you have a gallery that represents you here in Prague beyond the exhibiting in Prom? No, no, I don't have uh, a representation in a ga- in a gallery. But yeah, I 
I did have, I actually have some paintings in, in some galleries, but it, I wouldn't take it as a representation because they are selling, for example, a lot of artworks and they have in deposit some of my works still, but my older works, but now, yeah, I don't, I don't cooperate this, this way with the gallery. So why? Why? Because nobody asks me. <laughs> You know, we, we, we have to be a little proactive. I mean, nobody, they're not going to come to you necessarily. Maybe, yes, yes. I'm, I'm too, you know, like uh, shy to, to write uh, or, or uh, to ask the gallery, you know, about uh, making a cooperation. Maybe, I, I don't know. It's, uh, I think it, this works more on a, a personal contact with, with people, you know, like when you come to the vernissage, to, to opening and, you know, Somebody introduce you with somebody, and uh, then you, uh, you know, if if it's a good uh, conversation, for example, then you, then it develops in in some idea of exhibition or something. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, I mean, throughout these conversations that I've been having with people constantly, basically the the foundation of all art business is relationships. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's always yeah, a, sure, you know, sure. people Absolutely. you like, people you appreciate, people mm-hmm. you respect, that mm-hmm. you want to cooperate with work with whatever word you want to put to it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's always yeah, the foundation yeah i agree absolutely yeah but i'm i'm also sometimes it's hard for me just to you know uh, address somebody uh, at the vernissage it's you know i'm not uh, i don't i try not to be you know like to pushing my art uh, you know and so on that's i, I think it's it has to you have to be like uh, touched by the artwork, let's say, somehow to make contact with. That's illegal artists. in some countries, but we'll yeah. let it go. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that that's, uh, that's uh, somebody has to see something in the artwork and then then to you know to make contact with artist and some of the galleries, I think. Well, I mean, it's an interesting issue because uh, I'm in I'm a professor, and of course, I went through art school and all this and that are my training and my background and all the people I knew is always more about being very proactive mm-hmm. and so putting together your portfolio, taking it to the galleries and, and of course then trying to build these relationships. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it seems like it's a lot of people in the European market sort of do it more less proactively and more uh, it happens when it happens. You know, the, mm-hmm. I'll meet the right mm-hmm. people when I meet the right people. It, it doesn't seem quite as... I mean, keep in mind, I come from American capitalistic societies, all this kind of stuff. So, like, it's a very different sort of almost a laissez-faire attitude. Like, you make good work, you show good work, and if people like it and are moved by it in some way, they will approach mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. that's it. You Like, doing your own publicity and being your own marketing person is sort of not really like frowned upon but it's not common here yeah i think so yeah that's what this what the instagram is for that you you don't have to you know make it that much as you but it's probably. not that personal touch yeah 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 yeah. i know i know yeah it's it's it's, it's really have uh it's really uh, hard you know to to say the the right uh, method of making this making this context so because it's uh also some uh there are a lot of rumors and a lot of uh, I don't know gossips in, in the art world and so on. that's and there are a lot uh, two groups like like uh, or it, it seems like there are groups of artists who hate you know the commercial galleries and it's uh, like a leftist art scene 
and so their their opinion is is not to make art uh, like commercial. Not you know, yet. Don't yeah, make art yeah. for sale. Make yeah. art for the sake of making art. Kind mm-hmm, of an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've known a lot of people like that in my life, and and sooner or later they simply can't afford to continue doing that. They, yeah, they yeah, that's exactly what I'm it. experiencing or what I what I see uh, with, uh, among uh, artists I know. They're just not working. You know, they they are doing different jobs, not arts, and so. You know, it's for me. It's more important the, the money I make from art. Is for me, it's important because I can continue and I can develop some thinking or some language mm. that, that that I'm working with, and uh, I can make it deeper and deeper. You know, and uh, I don't have to share my uh, uh, like. You don't have to split your time yeah, between yeah, like a yeah. work, a, mm-hmm. a job mm-hmm. that's just irrelevant, and then your work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The okay. So when you're making your work. Do you write your own artist statements also, or do you like collaborate with somebody else to write those? Yeah, sometimes uh, both. I think both. Sometimes I write it down uh, by myself, but uh, but yeah, it happened uh, as well that uh, I cooperated with somebody. So it happens. Uh, it's different from opportunity, you know. It's well, but what what that interests me is like when you wrote your own and you put that out into the world versus when you cooperated with somebody else. I'm assuming this was like a curator mm-hmm. that helped you out with, with yeah, writing. Yeah. Was the reception different? Like, so did people, the, the, the general public, did they engage more, appreciate more, enjoy more your personal writings or something being written by somebody else? Well, I don't know exactly. <laughs> I don't know because, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is some, something that I, I don't often discuss with people, so they have their own uh, uh, opportunities and that I don't know about, you know, if, if they really appreciate. I think quite a lot of people uh, are having their own um, description of my paintings. They have different opinions, they see different things, and uh, and for me, they have, you know, like like they have different experience, lifetime experience. So they, they are looking through different eyes and, and it's true of every viewer. I think that's, yeah. that's uh, for me, that's one of the funniest and more, uh, most, uh, motivational things are that, uh, uh, that I see these different, uh, views of the image, you know, I created. So, so the associations are yeah, very different. And, and that's great from an artistic standpoint, but from a, not a business standpoint, but from a professional standpoint of when you're going to apply for grants or you're going to look for apply for residencies, um, enter competitions, you know, all these different things that exist in the world these days that mandate some form of a written statement that describes your work. Mm-hmm. I feel like these are becoming more and more common. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember having to do written statements 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. or at least nowhere near as much as is currently asked for. So I'm finding that the written statement is becoming more important, uh, mm-hmm. much like even mm-hmm. in social media. like You can't just put up an image on Instagram. You yeah. actually have to put an image with hashtags because that's how mm-hmm. people will find you. So the ability to find words that effectively express mm-hmm. your idea is becoming more and more yeah, important. Sure. If you mention Instagram, I think it's more maybe some sometimes because I always I'm having sometimes fun with the hashtags, <laughs> and so it, so it's like a whole artwork. Some of the Instagram accounts it looks like uh, uh, you know artwork itself, 
you know you can you know it's it's developing it's still developing but it it is uh, its own genre you know like you can use hashtags you can use probably if you if you put if uh, different hashtags that are not really according to the theme of the picture then, then you create some uh, associations some different ones and then maybe you can put uh, really the hashtags according to the to painting and you can different you can uh, you know present it with totally different uh, way that then it uh, just appears uh, in a gallery or if you you know and, and is this something you do is that you, do you play around with your hashtags yeah, sometimes and yeah. try and do sort of recontextualization of yeah, different a bit, perspectives yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to because because there's there's space for this you know it's sometimes not not every time but uh, yeah this is uh, the description and and also also the text also some uh, some text can be like this you know you can write a text which which can be prolonged to the the uh, the idea of the painting you know like so, you can so you can specific make specific to the yeah, idea of the painting yeah, yeah, yeah. but you could also do stuff that's random or or just different context yeah, different it's, it's, ideas yeah. i take the text as a, as a, a genre you know like which is because you have paintings you have the artwork and and then you have the the description and you can really play with it as a, you know like it's it's a, uh, it's connected but the connection doesn't mean that it has to be description, really description, exact description of the artwork, you know. So maybe if uh, if it's sometimes better to uh, just uh, write down a few hashtags about the, the artwork than to, to write down the article, you know, about it. So, so like do like 50% of your hashtags very specifically, directly about what the image is. And then like sometimes. the other 50% do something sort of yeah creative something that you know might be associated yeah to maybe a, maybe that's the, the, the it's like so 70 30 percent 70 30, okay <laughs> 70 percent precise 30 yeah. percent yeah, fun yeah, 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 okay yeah. that's good like you, you've created an <laughs> algorithm to work with the algorithm it's great yeah. i like it <laughs> yeah. sort of yeah from my training and, and background in America, I was sort of taught to be very much about creating a, a product. So when I make a piece of art, uh, the highest uh, accolade that somebody could give me basically is desiring to own it and buy it and put it in their home and experience it every day for themselves. I'm very much of an object-based artist. So you create an object and then, and then somebody appreciates it. Do you think the same way? Yes, uh, I can imagine the all the all sort, sorts of artwork, uh, you know, like uh, that can exist uh, next to each other on the market or on on the scene. I think that the conceptual art has its uh, has its space for a reason. I think here it's, it just depends what's the, the your description of uh, artwork or what's the you know what how it's. Uh, if it's a painting, sculpture, or some some different something between, you know, and some video art or something. Well, like uh, I find that there's almost like tiers these days of different arts that are, that are created and exist because like there's art that basically your average person on the street could come in and want to buy because it's of a size, of a scale, of a medium and whatever that sort of could fit in anybody's home. And then there's a higher level where there's a, well, not a higher level, different level where there's like performance art, video art, sort of temporary performance, performative kinds of things. Mm. 
And then there are the massive scale stuff, things that are colossal in size and literally can only be purchased or acquired in some way by a collection or a museum or an institution. And so do you hope to sort of you know get up to that massive scale or do you like do you are you striving to I do think, bigger yeah. that would be uh, that, that's I, I don't I wouldn't say that it's uh, it's uh, um, the certain point where I am leading but if I have opportunity to make installation yeah sure I, I would make an installation in, in maybe a larger space I have to I would have to think about it for a longer time but since you are asking about this uh, I was uh, I made a, a little sculpture lately I made a, it's it's a bit of like architectural sculpture so yes now I now I can uh, you know respond to that yes I would I would make a larger installation as well it's it's not a really a goal for me but if the opportunity comes to make it so then then I would for sure yeah have you found over the course of your career that your scale of your artwork, because I've had this experience, like when I live in a small apartment and have a small studio, I make small work. When I have a big studio and a big house, then I make big work. Like, do, do you notice that your work is changing in the reference to your work life experiences? Or, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or, or is it by opportunities? Like, are you given opportunities and suddenly you can work at different scales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about opportunity for sure. I finished the school with the larger paintings that's, you know, like two times three meters. And then, then I moved to, uh, then I finished school and didn't have opportunity to use the school studio. So after that, I was making a, a uh, drawings with with pencil, which was like just uh, t- hundred centimeters per seventy centimeters, so like A2 format. And uh, it's on paper, so mm-hmm. you could store it much easier mm-hmm. than you could yeah, a big so, canvas. So yeah, it wasn't uh, it wasn't even possible. You know, I, I cannot imagine at that time that somebody bought uh, this large painting from me. So, so it was also this because of these practical reasons. And yeah, and after after that I get this studio here, I I was able to make. And then I was also uh, thinking about the scale of the, for example, about the the figures that it has has to be some sort of like a, a realistic scale for me, and uh, it worked much better for me than that uh, with the large format of paintings that I can you know put the figures in it and uh, it's. The scale is very important for me, actually, with, uh, with in the artwork. So, mm. okay, well, jumping forward on different on a different idea, success. It's a very charged word. I know it's a very loaded word, but give me a definition for you of success. What what would be something where you would sit back at the end of the day and just go, "I've done this right." Well, I would like to have a large studio <laughs> in the countryside. I would like to have a studio, maybe a large studio here in Prague, and I'd be uh, able to uh, make make art as I can imagine it. You know, I, I would have uh, no concerns about the money or about uh, you know anything that's that's not uh, necessary. You know, that's uh, yeah, success is to have family, for example. I I think. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> now it's now it's far from me. Well, I don't know how far, but <laughs> one night <laughs> yeah, we, away. We'll actually. see. <laughs> one night away. That's all it takes. <laughs> okay, okay. 
Yeah, so yeah, the success for me is uh, personal or, or in a career, like an artist career. It would be this. It would be to be maybe represented by some gallery, and to have uh, a studio and the freedom, uh, including the money. You know, which which you have to have money to have freedom. I think it's nowadays it's it's connected quite well, very so much. Your definition is almost verbatim mm. my definition. So yeah. this is lovely. So I would have to. Uh, I would. I would be able to travel for some exhibition if I want to see an exhibition which is very important in the New York. Then I would have, a, you know, ma- enough money and time to visit it, for example. And yeah, to I would be able to get inspiration wherever I I see it. You know, that that would be the okay. Yours is a little bit more money, I think, than mine is. Yeah, but yeah. sure, sure, sure. But this I think it's for a good reason. Or, or you know, if if you see the the good reason behind making money then then it's then it's good and possibly it's great so you and i sort of are on the same page on the the, sort of the uh, the end result of what what we're looking for the 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 pinnacle of the career kind of an idea what are some things that you are doing that that are trying to actively get you there oh well maybe i'm trying uh, not trying uh, so hard to to do it but but most of most of it i'm just trying to make the the best artwork i can i think that's the that's one of the or, or that's the first thing you have to start with it, making the best best you can and yeah but i mean if i sit down and look at my best work from 20 years ago now i think it's crap because like i think my newer works better so i mean you're always progressing and evolving so like you just you can always just make the best at that time with the resources you have with the the money and the time and the, everything that you have but mm. you know what you know are you doing anything i guess the question is are you doing anything to get yourself to that place that that studio outside of town and all that kind of stuff well you mean like uh, making relationships uh, with with some people or making yeah. relationships saving money um you know buying land i don't know that's no, 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 i no, don't no, know none of this yeah, none of this uh, yeah, to, to be honest i'm i'm really just uh trying to do the best and yeah to, to present myself on this instagram and and to make a good exhibitions and uh, that's i i don't do any like i'm bad at marketing i think you know i'm not good at it i only only do this uh these things like instagram and uh work in a studio and you know that's that's all i think uh, yeah maybe it's it's uh it's not not uh enough but uh only time i hope i hope it's that. enough yeah only time will tell <laughs> well okay what about your work ethic because this is a, something that comes up a lot with other artists because some artists only go in the studio when they're inspired some artists are in the studio every day mm-hmm. nine mm-hmm. to five mm-hmm. whether they're inspired or not and they still are, are doing something like being yeah. you know researching yeah. whatever learning talking whatever so like what's your sort of work ethic yeah that's i i, I think i uh, i just describe me as well as uh, some uh, as artist who has to have uh, inspiration sometimes i try i to push myself in a studio without it but uh the result is not, uh, you know, that's that good for me. So I try to, I try to sometimes to work, uh, uh, but I have to have a certain idea, uh, which you know, like uh, I see a potential in it, and uh, then 
then in the works uh, the result will come like uh, in a good way you know it will be a good result for me and yeah i cannot push myself i sometimes sometimes i you know i don't uh, really know where the where the right time comes for painting but uh, it's somehow my intuition somehow uh, you know i try to uh, like gather inspiration before before that i uh, go to studio and uh, make some painting that's what i do when i when i uh, am trying to figure out some idea but hmm. okay which actually then also leads to the idea of how do you get your inspirations first of all that's so that's mm. we'll start there how do you get your inspirations yeah, I'm trying to uh, get it uh, from almost everywhere, like philosophy, like uh, literature, some, I you know, like old movies, for example, some, you know, like I'm uh, watching old news from from before 50 years, which, uh, you know, broadcasting the Czech television. Old news? Yeah, old news, like the 50 years ago, yeah. the, and they're playing it uh, like now, what what happened, what was happening like the, in, the, in the everyday life and so on, before the 50 years. That's interesting for me, for example, historical documents, and also Instagram, <laughs> for sure, and internet. Yeah, and I, I'm, I have my... Like uh, I have artists which I which I am uh, uh, interested in their work and and so I'm trying to you know like uh, if it's if it's uh, uh, from history then I try to find out as much artwork as I can and and to and think about how I can you know like use it for my inspiration and not not like recycling but but you know like to use some idea or to some you know inspire develop mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now okay so then when you start to work do you work uh in a body of work do you actively sit and say okay i'm going to make 10 of these and and that's mm. it so like do you do you have a plan for your work when you start it or do you simply work uh, reactively and then once it's done you mm -hmm. in hindsight look back at the yeah. work and go yeah. oh wait yeah these all fit together mm -hmm. oh mostly mostly i don't work uh, uh with the uh, with the series i like just you do not work with series. No, no not really yeah. uh i only make like three or four paintings but but it's very rare i think i'm working uh, on each piece uh, like uh only only single piece at once i'm working on only like it has to be like unique because it it has to be like fun to for me to make it uh, and I think if I would push myself in some some series of works then it would be wouldn't be that fun for me I have to you know like see the reason somehow I could I don't know how it sounds but it's you know for me there has to be a certain like reason to work on this artwork somehow it's not like uh, I cannot describe it. It's it's not really describable. I think you know this uh, this inspiration. But uh, I have to enjoy the painting. And if I if I try to make some series of like ten paintings, it wouldn't be that enjoyable for me. I think so. The result also wouldn't be that good. I I have to you know be inspired and uh, have fun with with art with you know like brush and colors. <laughs> Having fun is a great thing. I'm in no way, you know, mm. questioning your desire to have fun. We all want to enjoy our time yeah, in the yeah, studio. Sure. Otherwise, why do we do it? Yeah, yeah. 
So when a little, you know, some, let's get into like little nuances of some of the technical things. Do you title your works? Yes, but also, uh, as I said with the hashtags, uh, I also use the, the name uh, sometimes uh, a bit uh, different uh, way than, than only by description or some, sometimes, yeah, I, but I title artworks. Okay. Because well, as I, I take it as a genre as well. The, the question I'm trying to get to about titling of works is first I needed to know if you titled your works. And then once I know that, it's how do you title your work? So do you do it literally? Do you do it metaphorically? Do you do it conceptually? Like what, you know, so for you, I mean, I'm, I'm not asking for anybody else in the world, but so like for, for your method of mm -hmm. choosing titles to your works, how do you do that? It's not exact, uh, uh, just one method. Uh, I use mostly, but mostly I, I use associations. As I gather the inspiration, it's it's somehow also also influenced this this uh, titles, but the final title for the painting it it comes out of association. So it's if it's from antique Rome, or if it's from the Christian mythology and so something. For most of the examples, I think I know the title. Uh, when I'm making the sketch, so so from the beginning, but yeah, I think it fifty percent it happens to have a title uh, when the painting is finished, so after it's after it's finished, and it's it's also like this sometimes surrealistic method a bit, sometimes it's maybe you can say conceptual, and sometimes it's uh, in the opposite, you know, but mostly mostly there there's association. Okay. If do you mind talking about pricing? No, I think. Okay, because everybody always asks this. You know, every young artist, you know, people who are getting into the industry and starting out, kind of stuff. They always say, "How do you price your work? What's your methodology for pricing or creating price? Yeah. And do, do you have you know? So do you have a, like a methodology? Mm, well, some my friends from academy. Uh, when we were talking about it, and I didn't sell. A I don't know. I sold like two small pieces before that, and uh, and uh, then I was asked to put some artworks in a gallery. So uh, I was thinking about it, and he he get this uh, or he I don't know. He maybe he was told about somebody else too, but he told me about this like index uh, uh, which you can make. You know, like for one square centimeter. You can have this uh, this uh, index for one square centimeter, uh, uh, and uh, for one one and I don't know how half check crowns, and then you you know count the. So, that's, so that's you, a, like a technical, you know, technical. You, you literally are like charging by the square centimeter. It's it's just a hint, you know. It's when you don't know how to uh, how to make the price, then then it's uh, then this is this this is the hint how to make it how. Probably you can you can price your and do you outfit. do that now? Well, uh, very rarely. I don't. I don't know. That's. I. Yeah. I am counting sometimes, but uh, but usually it's it's uh, it's different. I don't do it sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes when I don't know uh, uh, about how can I uh, you know. But it's it depends. My prices are not changing that much or not not going up that much now. So. So basically, I know how uh, how much one artwork costs, or how what's the price for one artwork by the yeah by the uh, scale, sure. 
with the larger formats and with the middle ones and so i have this uh, amount like for for each uh, category let's say so at this point you've gotten yourself a, a reasonably good collector base and some good contacts and people buying your works here in the the region do you exhibit outside of the czech market uh yes i had an exhibition in switzerland uh once uh, a year ago and uh, yeah and I think some of my uh, graphics, some of my prints were in uh, Hungary as well when I was at Academy. And uh, I had uh, one painting on a, a figurative Biennale in California once. I had one artwork. <laughs> and how <laughs> so do these other markets work for you? Have, have you seen any distinct interest? Mm, yes, I saw the painting in Switzerland. Um, so, so, yeah. And I saw this this uh, this one artwork to one American who came here into our studios, and he was he is running a gallery. So, so that's only uh, only things I, I you know experienced from with this. And none of that said, hey, maybe I should try to do some more in these markets. Yeah, yeah, in Switzerland, possibly there is there are some opportunities that that I would make uh, another exhibition and another uh, some some sorts of businesses there. So yeah, that's that's uh, in development now. Right, well, because one of my questions that that I'm asking everybody is, the Prague market, while it's interesting and it has its character to it, it it's not as mature as let's say Berlin and and, sure. and Basel mm -hmm. and London and Paris and all these. So being in Prague, you only have so many collectors and so many opportunities that, that at a certain point kind of you run out of collectors yeah. and all these yeah, yeah, people. Possibly. And mm -hmm. so you, you really do have to, at some point, get yourself out into yeah, the rest I of the world. So, so the, I guess the sort of question would be like, on from your experiences and your friends and knowledge and stuff, where would be a good place outside of Prague as a second market to sort of go towards? Mm. Well, yeah, I think the Berlin would be one of the choices. Even though there are like rumors that it's you know it's not that good as it sounds, it is you know was before or something. I've heard Possibly. the same rumor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Possibly New I've, York. I've or? heard that it's moving from Berlin actually to I think Munich is Munich. The, I think Munich is mm -hmm. now becoming sort of the more artistic hub yeah, can be. Mm -hmm. pure rumor speculation i have no personal experience yeah, with yeah, this yeah, yeah. yeah i haven't uh, heard exactly this rumors but yeah that i think uh, also in leipzig and 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 some sometimes the other cities maybe but london for sure but it's it's very expensive city so you know, if you, if you just try to live there for Not some with time. Brexit coming up, it's actually getting really cheap right now. Maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe it, it would, uh, you know, like the mix it so, or it would uh, make uh, make it accessible maybe for artists as well. I don't know. I would say we change, but maybe in New York, I, I think, or it is said here that that if you have a, a solo exhibition in New York and if it's successful, then it would be you know like a good chance to make a career or somehow. Really, that, so yeah. That's, yeah, that, New, that's New York is the direction that everybody's pointing. I don't, I would say everybody, but but yeah, it, there is. A, uh, I think some people think about it this way. Yeah. 
to to uh, you know like the ni- uh, not the next station or I don't know maybe the third station <laughs> after yeah. Berlin and in London. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I find it interesting because every time I talk to artists and curators and everybody else, the the conversations keep going between Europe and America. Mm-hmm. Nobody talks about Asia. Nobody talks about South America. Nobody talks about Africa. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I'm not sure. I think it's it's the it's maybe the reason is uh, uh, because we can understand the the, the art business and art uh, itself uh, uh, more because of the traditions of, of you know like uh, uh, similar uh, similar traditions or similar like thinking as well that that uh, that we share uh, between you know American and Europe Americans are yeah. just Europeans that ran away <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 that's maybe because of this because people can understand it much more than asian traditions asian art and asian art history as well i for example we didn't uh, Uh, learn about uh, art history uh, in China and in Asia. Uh, general, in general, we didn't learn about it. We didn't learn about the Mexican art, which is very in- interesting. I did. Example. I studied pre-Columbian yeah? art for a okay. long time. Yes. Did, so yeah. Very proud yeah. of that, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be very interesting because that, I, that's why I wonder why we didn't uh, know about it at all. And so I, when I came to Mexico, I saw, yeah, well, now this is super interesting. But why we didn't learn about it, you know? It, well, what you learn about in school has less to do with like your interests and has more to do with the interest of the professors. Like I, I find this, I'm a professor and so I teach at universities and I find that I will teach my students about things that I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely. if I like pre-Columbian art, let's say, I will teach pre-Columbian art to my students. Like I teach photography and I find that I teach the photographers I like and I generally pass over the photographers that maybe I don't mm, admire mm. or respect as much. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of times the things that are learned in school have less to do with school and more to do with the actual interests and personalities mm. of the te- individual teachers you learn from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah I agree with that, but uh, what I see is it's a skip of the whole culture, you know. <laughs> okay, is that is a bit different, yes. <laughs> yeah. Different people that I've been talking to have been different levels in their career. Some are more established, some are less established. You're sort of in the middle. Like you, you are reasonably mm-hmm. established, but you haven't gone to that whatever yeah. that next level. There, there is a next level for you. Sure. What is mm-hmm. that next level, and how do you? What do you think you need to do to get to it? Well, if I would know, I would be perfectly there <laughs> already. Not but- necessarily. I mean. I'm, I'm sure you have some ideas in your mind, some thoughts of like, you know, if I did this, it could lead me there. Yeah, if yeah, I tried yeah that, probably, probably. Now I'm, exi- uh, for example, yeah, that's uh, what comes to my uh, my mind now. Uh, I'm working on some project which uh, is a mural at the uh, Vltavska metro station. There is a large wall, and uh, I wonder uh, if I if I make the mural for it because there is a competition now running. And so I'm trying to make uh, this mural or, or the proposal or the you know like sketch for this mural. And if it's if it's okay, if it's uh, uh, if it would be picked by the uh, by the commission or by uh, you know people who uh, who are uh, picking artists for this, then it would be quite a good uh, 
presentation for me as well mm-hmm. that could maybe uh, give me some some other opportunities for example in architecture uh, you know like in interior design or something i think that some art it was in history here, here as well in in prague that that some um, uh, really renowned artists were making uh, pieces for the interiors sure. and and yeah, it murals, is, it is, mosaics, yeah, murals. Mm-hmm. you know public public works mm-hmm. we'll call it mm-hmm. kind of thing and, so. uh, yeah it now it nowadays it would be called a site specific painting you know probably and so that's that's maybe Mural something that's sign. murals uh, <laughs> or site specific mural maybe yeah, yeah so so, you, so you're mm-hmm. thinking to expand into the commissioned works almost kind of like the large scale public view mural kind of projects. yeah yeah, yeah. That, that would be very interesting for me that would be very interesting. So, so if yeah, if if there will be opportunity uh, to make these, because because I really, I I would like to uh, get more people in the gallery, you know, galleries as well, we all and want and more people in the galleries, and maybe yeah, sure, sure, and maybe this is this is the way. Uh, uh, if you make really interesting artwork, uh, which is uh, totally accessible because it's public. Uh, then, then it would maybe uh, make a bit, uh, bit, uh, you know, to to get people interested in in art more more than it's now. So, so that would be if my goal is to to get people more interested in art in general. I would say. And so you've written a proposal already, and you're just waiting to hear. Uh, now I haven't written a proposal, but I'm working on a sketch, you know, and. Yeah, I'm thinking about it because it is it's very it's very specific situations, a very specific place for the mural art, and so it has to be connected with this, with its environment. I think so. That that's I'm, what I'm uh, still thinking about. I'm not. Uh, I haven't finished this this uh, like proposal or this text. That that's a whole different industry, like working with you know working with governments or mm. property developers or whoever it is. To, yeah. That's a, a completely unique industry because it, you have basically you have a client and you have to meet their needs. Whether mm. that client is the government and they want it to be for everybody, you know, approachable and non confrontational and not mm-hmm. inappropriate mm-hmm. and all these kinds of things. Like that's a very specialized uh, set of criteria that not all artists could do. I mean, I'll be honest, I would never do something like that because it's just not my style. Mm-hmm. It's not my, mm-hmm. I, it doesn't really interest me, but I appreciate other people who do it and do it well, but yeah, it's I think, tough. Mm-hmm. I think I would try to smuggle some ideas and hide it, hide them, you know, that's some controversial ideas, yeah, more, more controversial in this, in this mural. So very Diego Rivera of you. Yeah. A bit, a bit like Diego Rivera. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's, uh, yeah, this is, this can be attractive for people, you know, and it can be, you know, like useful for art scene here. All right. I have two last questions that I ask everybody. One of them is basically just trying to look for some sort of uh, experiential anecdote. So some story, some experience you had of some failures, let's say, or successes in the, the you want to pass on to other people so that basically maybe they don't have to suffer through it or maybe they can avoid a problem. If I would if I would talk to a student at the academy, for example, I would tell them be more like, proactive <laughs> and go go to more openings and, and try to discuss uh, 
ideas with the curators and not only for like being influenced too much by them but but you know to to uh, refine them a bit you know to to get inspired by them and take what what's uh, what's uh, good for them from these people probably that i think there is time for there's always time to get a good get advice you know and uh, for a good advice and uh, uh, you know uh, and some but people who says it's a good advice I mean, you do have to it, yeah. find people you yeah, respect you and th- that are sure, yeah. that yeah. give good advice because not everybody mm-hmm. give good, good advice. Yeah, good advice. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I, can, I think only you can say if it's good or bad. Maybe not not uh, uh, at that point or at the moment, but later, <laughs> which is be- worse, you know. <laughs> oh, I had many professors that told me things when I was in my undergraduate, and it took me. I don't know, 10, 15 years to suddenly realize, oh shit, they were right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I, one of them, I actually had the luxury that I actually ran into him 15 years afterwards. Okay. And I had suddenly, within a couple months prior to seeing him, had realized he was completely right about this mistake that I made in undergraduate. Mm. And I had the ability to actually, con- not confront him, but like actually say to him, you were right. I was wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm so sorry for the jackass that I was in school fighting you on this mm. because you were right. And mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. needed to listen. Sometimes young artists need to get out of their own ego and stop and listen to the the feedback that's being given mm-hmm, to them. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we, I guess I'm just talking for myself. I shouldn't talk for anybody else. It's not a we. So I did when I was young. I felt I knew what I was doing and I felt that I didn't need anybody else's input. Mm. And, and I think that that's a very bad place to, to start your career. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the uh, person has to be in uh, after some development to, to take good advices and, and to make a, you know benefit from them. I think it's not the time at the school maybe for some some people. For me, it wasn't at school. If, if I was if I was given a good advice at school, you know, I I wouldn't make uh, much benefit from it because my um, my for example my uh, uh, artwork wasn't developed that much. So so I can you know when I see my artworks from from the school, it's it's not not that good. And I you know I would uh, I wouldn't do it uh, or I uh, I would say it's bad sometimes. And I didn't have idea how to work which which themes or which you know like. Uh, subjects and so on so so that's that wasn't the right time for me to get the uh, good advices probably uh, even so after school i i was at uh, the period that i would need probably some advice and uh, i didn't get them from anybody so i had to struggle myself you will have to struggle by yourself for the rest of your artistic career yeah, sure. <laughs> this does not change <laughs> sure, yeah yeah but it was harder. It was harder before than now. The transition from being in school, where mm-hmm. you're, where you have a strong community of other yeah, students, exactly. and then you have active input from your professors on a reasonably regular mm-hmm. basis, to suddenly not being in school mm-hmm. is a sort of shattering change because you're going from yeah. constantly being inspired and motivated and questioned and all these things to nobody gives a shit about yeah, you yeah exactly and exactly. you just have to figure it out for yourself yeah yeah and that's it's scary and it's painful and it's and a lot of people quit at that yeah, time yeah. i mean they say like 90 percent of art people who leave with art degrees sure. stop making art within the first yeah. five years mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I mean, yeah. just staying the course, just keep producing after mm-hmm. you get out of school. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when you no longer have all this input. That's one of the mm-hmm. most important mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it. And when I saw some professors were trying to uh, influence their students more and try to you know, like they they were giving some them advices and and uh, after that school when they were not given any more advice that it was much harder for them than probably for me who, who didn't have any uh, advices before so you know i didn't needed them probably that much uh, you know because it wasn't uh, that different for me after school you know i didn't get much advices before and i didn't get after that so It was probably good for me that I had a professor I had, you know. <laughs> so a professor that didn't show too much interest in you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last question that I ask everybody. Part of the process of this entire podcast is the idea that what I'm trying to do is I'm new to the Czech market, the European art market, and I've realized after traveling and being in various parts of the world that I I literally have no idea how the contemporary art world works anymore. So what I'm going to try and do is I'm going to try to get a piece of my artwork exhibited in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. And I'm asking everybody that I talk to for some advice. Something I should do. It doesn't have, you know, not the end result, not the massive thing, but a thing, a act, a gesture, a proactive thing that I can do in order to get one of my pieces of artwork, so not a whole solo exhibition, none of that, but just one piece exhibited in the Museum of Modern Art. Well, one advice. Did you have, did you have a, put it on Instagram there? <laughs> I did not. I have not. Uh, and what I'm going to do is every piece of advice that I get, I will do it, and I will mm-hmm. incorporate mm-hmm. it into the mm-hmm. podcast, and I will keep all the listeners involved in the process of me trying to get a piece of mine in the Museum of Modern Art. Mm-hmm. So uh, every failure, every non-communication of emails, whatever, every procrastination on my own part, I will keep everybody involved so that because one of the things that I find very difficult about the art world is how private it is, how how silent it is. Mm. You know, I know my struggles and pain and difficulty, but I don't know yours. Yours are different from mine. And so the next person's is different from yours and mine. So everybody's is unique and different. And so I thought it would be very interesting for to let people hear all of my failures and successes and, and be very open and transparent mm-hmm. about everything, including all the money I'll put into it, all the time that I'll put into it. I will keep all these as records. I will yeah, make them yeah. into the part of the podcast so that listeners can literally follow along with the process mm-hmm. of learning the failures and learning from the failures, learning about the successes I have and why they were successes and how they worked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's what, you know, that's like, it's a little quantifiable thing that I'm trying to put into the podcast. So the podcast is not yeah, just yeah, this yeah, big, know, like, know, ethereal thing. So there's an actual thing that everybody can track and watch and follow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe it just, uh, uh, because uh, as you were speaking, uh, uh, it came to my mind that if you would like to make a gesture by, uh, by getting your artwork into Museum of Modern Art, Then you you can literally bring it and and you know uh, and get it there and just I, let it. Yeah, there. somebody already told me to take, <laughs> take a hammer and nail and just walk in and I'm like, yes. Yeah, so you had this uh, before. Okay, it's probably okay. not the best idea mm-hmm. though. 
Yeah, I'm not looking for the, mm-hmm. the end result. It's just the like basically it's yeah, what's know, the, know, a yeah. beginning yeah, 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 step yeah, yeah. on the process. It wouldn't be bad if you just put it uh, on Instagram and try to make it uh, try to make uh, some promotion for it. I love that idea, actually. I mean, like, I could create my own little hashtag, like, yeah, trying yeah. to get my art in MoMA. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like, exactly. That's my, that's yeah, my hashtag. Yeah. And, like, yeah. everything that I put up, I use that same hashtag. Sure, sure, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you.